Everybody. We are here. We are here. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful Saturday. And for some reason, we're sitting inside talking about stuff. Not allowed to go outside. <laughs> well, I'm going to go mow the lawn at some point because it, oh, it's okay. a jungle out there. But we're here. It's Rose I'm Nose. Alive. It's live. It is. Rose Nose, we're back. We're live. It's Rose Nose. The podcast formerly described as the semi-weekly unedited podcast where we spend an hour figuring out everything that we don't know. Now done in a live stream. <laughs> All That's right. We're live. I didn't remember it last time, so I had to make it longer. We're, make uh, we're in multi-stream. We're coming at you on YouTube, coming at you on Facebook. But either way, we're coming at you. We're probably going to have some interruptions. That's why we got our nice BBC broadcast dude here uh with his little toddler interrupting because we're probably gonna have dogs and toddlers ourselves but hey that's the nature of a live stream so what up everybody uh this is also going to be as you may or may not know turned into an audio podcast as well so we're going to try to not show too much video like we did last week but we might still show a couple key things who knows we don't really plan this very well because it's live we don't plan it at all well i guess we could that's plan it better we could plan some and still have it live. Eh, we plan a little. Broad, plan broad strokes in small numbers. While we're shooting the shit uh, about whatever else. So it's not very formal or official, but that's not really our brand. So No. Yeah. Um, it's not like you're paying for this. <laughs> exactly. You are so, not. You know. So what's going on, man? What's good? It's, uh, it's probably time for a little, little coffee talk. So yeah, um, uh, life is like for like for a lot of you, uh, life is exactly the same as it was a week ago. It's Groundhog Day. Yeah, and like we're just we're in here every day, <laughs> <laughs> every day, all day. It's what uh, I like it. I'm still positive. It's extra family time. It's extra baby time. Um, yeah, we haven't gotten sick. No one that we know. Hey, he's got sick. I'm not forgetting anyone. That's right? good. Yep. So, um, you know, still, I'm counting blessings over here, man. Avu, healthy, you know. Uh, Got to take Baxter back um, for for a little vet visit on Monday, but you know, other than that, everyone's pretty healthy. So. You know, everybody's doing good. You know, we're we're hanging in there. We uh, staying busy. You know, been futzing with my 3D printer. Been uh, I ordered a bottle of resin because my old resin didn't seem to be printing very well, um, and now the new resin isn't printing very well. So, those who might not know, resin is the paper of 3D printers. Yes, but it comes in liquid form. So it's basically you just pour a bunch of liquid it's into a vat, and then it 
prints from it rises from the the goop of the resin. It's pretty I guess, cool. I guess I guess it's the ink and empty 3D space is the paper. Sure. Yeah. Mind blown. I f- yeah. I feel like um, that that deserves a uh, a kitty. Uh, so I'm just putting it up there, but. You don't is need there, to use is there a kitty up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, that was pretty <laughs> mind blowing. <laughs> That's pretty mind blowing. All right, he's gone. Uh, so yeah, man. I mean, we could we could jump right into what's new. Uh, if you want to hop into some stuff. Um, what is new? There's a few things that are new, as a matter of fact. Um, but I should probably. I should probably contextualize that this one is sort of COVID related. I know, you know, we're trying to move past uh, some of the COVID nonsense, but it's what's up. We can talk about yeah, it. It's, what you got? it's still, it's still what's up. Right. So, um, you know, if we're gonna, if we're gonna really get into what's, what's new, you know, then we <laughs> should, we should probably start with, with COVID cause it's still relevant. You know, every, I don't know about you, like every web banner I'm getting now is like shop our best face mask. Oh yeah, um, which is I'm actually looking at one of those right now, which is is sort of fun. Um, so let's let's go ahead and share this first thing because I thought it was super super interesting, and I'm not going to get it to load apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on? Why is this? It's not fake hey, news. I need to be able to see this. Share your screen with me on a yeah on a call. yeah I. Uh, I should have thought to say that before we were live. <laughs> the scenes, Pete. Uh, there we go. Now it's now it's working. Okay, so um, this is a Florida man thing. I know you're 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 familiar with the whole Florida man construct, right? Oh yes. So, do you have any favorite Florida man stories, by the way, or can you share uh, what Florida man is for people who might not know oh. Florida man? Florida Man is an uh, archetype, so to speak, for, um, well, basically it comes from all the headlines that start with those two words. Florida Man arrested for blah, blah, blah. Florida Man found hanging upside down by his whatever. Florida Man, blah, blah, blah. All that, you know, Florida Man gets in fistfight with alligator. Alligator wins. Um, Just making up some things here. But, yeah, all those ridiculous headlines. Uh, Florida Man mythical being that has somehow accomplished all of these superhuman feats yes in one lifetime yes uh so florida i imagine him uh, as uh and well he'd have to be older by now um but he's got that that thick leathery florida skin you know with the deep lines that they're just never coming out uh it's almost a hide you well, know, I th- because you have to be a reptile to be comfortable. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a very fitting um, kind of prologue for for this story. So um, this guy looked pretty hair and this guy looked pretty close to uh, leathery or, or even worse. Uh, so a Florida lawyer was really upset that uh, the governor, Ron DeSantis, um, opened the beaches back up in Florida. And so this lawyer decided he was going to protest um, the beach is being reopened because he thought it was completely unsafe and and really inappropriate. So, the guy decided he was going to uh, protest in a very interesting way. 
So the guy is dressed in a Grim Reaper mask. So he's a Florida attorney. And he's headed out in this Grim Reaper getup, which is hilarious. And then he has his own. Is there any, I'm sorry, is there any legal business that you would want that man to conduct on your behalf? I don't, for I don't know. I find it really interesting. Like, look at the quality of this, this uh, umbrella he's got here. He's got like the tattered umbrella to, to go with his death. Uh, death chair like he's a lifeguard Tattered quality it's i mean it's very it's very uh theatrical you know which i enjoy yeah, no, I, mean, I mean he went for it but um I, I mean i get i get the imagery of what he's doing and all that i just you know sitting over the beach like he's a death but hey it's florida man i, I, I he, he is he is definitely florida I'll give him that points for ingenuity and he got noticed and all that. And so, you know, it worked. What do I know? Um, but I wouldn't hire him to handle any of my legal business. Valid. Okay. So let's move on then. What else is new? Um, this is one you actually wanted to talk about. So do you want to kind of walk us through this a little bit? Yeah, I'm excited about this guys. I'm not saying it's aliens, but, (laughs) but it's aliens. It's aliens, (laughs) aliens, fucking aliens. So what? What's I mean, the I guess I guess it doesn't say that it is aliens. The Pentagon has uh, just to keep things weird. The Pentagon has just this week released uh, officially released what they're calling UFO videos, three of them to be specific, uh, all recorded from um, aircraft, you know, military aircraft, pilot their cameras, radars, what have you. Uh, there's videos. The objects themselves are difficult to make out, but the flight paths that they described and all of that, um, it's the same type of stuff you've heard before. It's a thing on the screen that doesn't look like any type of ship or any shape or that flies in any way we've ever seen. It has no detectable visual form of propulsion. Um, the flight paths they were taking, they said, were very erratic and not at all uh, any type of aircraft that we know of in any country right now. Just with the sudden stopping and starting and turns that are so sudden, it's like a ping pong ball bouncing off walls. Um, okay. So we're looking at it here. So yeah, technically they are acknowledging their UFOs, but all they're acknowledging is that they're unidentified. Like they're not saying that's an alien craft. They're saying we can't tell what it is. Can't tell what it is, but it's not all. It's also not just like a meteor. Right. You know? Um, I mean, it looks like an out of control blimp. Moving a bit fast for that, though. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying shape-wise, you know, if you, like, skewed it and turned it. Yeah, sure. 2015. Yeah, that's the thing. So we've heard tales of stuff like this lots of times before. It's not necessarily a new type of story. The part about it that's new is that it was released by the Pentagon and actually saying it's UFOs. Yeah. Here's Trump saying, I don't really believe it, but the Pentagon released it. So, well, you know, Trump, Trump doesn't, Trump doesn't believe anything that comes from the government. Have you heard that clip? It's a good one. No, I haven't. Uh, You just, although we can can play it here. Some of them really see things that are a little bit different than in the past. So we're going to see. So we're going to see. 
before the, the very beginning of that clip, he's talking about saying it's UFOs, UFOs. I don't really believe it. He said, I don't believe it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so why they chose this week to make them public, I have no idea. Um, it's already started some conspiracy theories that uh, the aliens are responsible for starting COVID-19 in China. Um, um, yeah, those conspiracy The theories. Chinese virus, as, as he <laughs> says. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, aliens. They're okay. Quick, quick take. Aliens. aliens are, they're real or not real? Yeah. No, they're real. Whether the whether that was aliens that visited Earth right there, I don't know. But um, whether they ever have, I don't know. But it's just the odds that we're the only planet with any intelligent life that's capable of any amount of space travel is just so. That that's just so unlikely. Right. Just totally preposterous. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's a question of are we technologically capable of reaching each other? How far away are they? You know, the universe is incomprehensibly huge. So if there's life as intelligent or more intelligent than us on the other edge of the universe, uh, it's very it's very possible, almost likely that we would never know about each other. Yeah. Or at least like we wouldn't the you and i's and and us uh wouldn't really know as a planet it's possible we wouldn't be aware at all yeah i still don't see like for just as a for instance if the government did suddenly learn about a confirmable existence of an intelligent race on another planet that is so far away that we could never really do anything besides confirm their existence we couldn't communicate or travel to them or anything like that ever and vice versa um why would they hide that? Right. You know, like no one can do anything with that information besides know it. Well, you yeah, know? I mean, what else could we do? That's what I'm saying. So what else could they do? So why would they hide that? You know, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I th- I'm just spitballing. <laughs> I know. Here. I think uh, I think people in various chats can feel free to comment with your hypotheticals. Um I, I think, you know, the certainty of, of there being other life is, is in my mind, uh, concrete. But the odds of interfacing with them at any point in my lifetime, probably pretty nil. Uh, and okay. even if it did happen in our lifetime, like, like actual, like, contact, we'd be all pretty freaked the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> like if all of a sudden there was so. just an alien in, at your front door and you're like well do I even need to let you in can you just like boop in is that a thing you can do <laughs> like I don't know what you're capable of yeah um, so I don't know I think there's uh, there's there's so much to know and I wish I could know it and I'm sort of sad that I never will if that makes any sense. Hey, we we might yet. I hope so. I'm very hopeful. I just um I don't know. I don't feel yeah. I don't feel confident. Um anyhow, I, w- I, I would I wouldn't 
I wouldn't hold your breath. Yeah, I want I want to get your take on this because uh, this is sort yeah. of like the um, what is it shit sandwich or uh, what's the South Park thing uh, when you're choosing between giant yeah, douche giant douche shit sandwich uh, <laughs> you know with the upcoming election and there's all this talk all of a sudden in the last week about about Biden um, and you know the sexual harassment allegation stuff and. Um, I'm just curious in general, like your perspective on that, because, you know, you and I haven't really talked about it, but now you kind of got the two guys you can either pick from uh, a guy who's accused of of sexually harassing many women and having paid off porn stars or a guy who's accused of sexually harassing women and uh, has some sort of, you know, creepy uh, catalog of evidence of being slightly too close and too uncomfortable. And, you know, so it's sort of like old doddering male white privilege meets old doddering male white privilege uh squared so just curious in general you know now that you know like the obama team if there's a, that's what this article is the obama team is saying hey we fully vetted biden as a vp candidate in 2008 and found no hint of of you know these allegations so well to be fair i'm not familiar enough with the tara reed thing to know what when did they say that occurred did it occur after 2000 no it was way before possibly? way before oh, okay so that's one thing yeah. but uh i don't know i mean I have no way to know if it's true or not. I'm inclined to believe victims. Yeah, right. I mean, he's even said that. You know, Biden has said so many times, you know, like when it was the the Kasich, the Supreme Court justice, you know, and he was being yeah. accused. You know, Biden and all these other women that are potentially going to be his VP candidate were saying, you got to believe the woman. you got to, you know, the, the facts are on her side and history and blah, blah, blah. And now that it's him, they're saying, well... I mean, there's only these nine pieces of evidence, so, you know, it seems pretty flimsy. I mean, I don't know. It's the same type of thing. We, You know, depending on who it is, like, we said, like you're saying, I think, depending on who it is and how it's presented, it's either, uh, well, we're not sure, or it's, uh, you know, is it a Clinton scandal, or is right. uh, Bill Clinton? Or is it um, a Kavanaugh? You know, like how much is it going oh, to matter? Kavanaugh, yes, not Kasich. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said Kasich. Oh, Kavanaugh. okay. okay. Uh, yeah. You're right, it was Kavanaugh. So I mean, that could just as easily wind up. You know, if it gets ignored long enough, then everyone will kind of forget about it. And there, and there he is. There he is. There, that son of a bitch. Is. <laughs> so now that we all got to watch him cry, he's still. Um, what a bitch. Uh, Mitch said, uh, "Florida man eats entire orphanage, still hungry." <laughs> <laughs> Florida man is my spirit animal. That's right. Um, I'm there, I was never really crazy about Biden to begin with. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate him specifically. I just never thought he was that great in the first place. He's not that brilliant. He's not very well spoken. Um, I don't think he comes across as especially sharp. Seems like a nice guy. Seems very smiley. I think he mostly wants to do the right thing, but I think he's way too much of a centrist. I think he's also uh, practically senile at this point. Yeah, I mean, he has a hard time putting a sentence together, but even on policy, like, you know, the directives he would put down don't don't line up with me. He wants to keep too many things the same. Yeah. And if you're of the mindset that there aren't enough things that are still working correctly... There needs to be a much larger level of reform for us to actually have an equitable system that allows for any amount of upward social mobility to 
those that are willing to go out and grab it. Because um, I do not personally believe that the current one does. And he just wants to keep too many things the way they are. Yeah, yeah, I'm with, I, I hear you. And you know, too many things that the Democratic Party has been trying to bring to the table as major issues to reform in many elections. And he is not in step with most of those major policy initiatives. And so it's amazing to me that he got the nomination. Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've never... Not a good kind of thing. I've just like, fuck. I've never been less, um, never been less enthused. You know, like, yeah, it's like what a letdown. I, I mean, uh, Hillary Clinton was also. I wasn't very enthusiastic about her. I'm not anti-woman in the White House. I just don't think she's ever that great. No, agreed. I wasn't crazy about her running for New York Senate because just what you have from yeah. here. What are you doing here? I don't know. I, I think I don't know if it's like just getting older or if it's like the country actually moving backwards. But I remember living in LA and volunteering for Obama for America. You know, and that I felt so like energized and alive, and you know, like a part of something, and like the country was moving in a direction where you had an inspirational leader, um, somebody that you know you could rally behind, and, and was articulate and eloquent, and somebody that you could respect, and was you know like felt very learned, and you know, and then you transition to Trump, which is you know like you get the what uh what the porn star president, right? Um, Trump was the reaction. Right, right, which is totally valid. Was the reaction, and the, no, it's not valid. Uh, but it, but it, he was the reaction of the, the bigoted, the racist, the homophobic, the, um, the zealot. The you know. But he didn't have to win. Like it was the DNC's fault that they tried to push Hillary over Bernie. Bernie would have absolutely crushed Trump that first time around, and it's. I- I'm inclined to agree, or at least I'd like to think so. And it's it's tough um, that the DNC just threw all their weight and like I mean it was orchestrated for Biden to to all of a sudden have everybody bow out in in favor of him, you know, like all at once after the South Carolina, you know, primaries. It was like over the course of three days. Yeah. So um, and do you hear what he said? Yeah, so I mean, just Biden just feels like an empty shirt to me. Well, did you hear what he I said just, yesterday? Really... He no. said. Uh, he sees his job as to be a transition candidate, so he's sort of openly acknowledging he would probably only serve one term, and to turn the party over to the the mayor Pete's of of the DNC. I didn't like him either. I liked him at first until I got to know more about him. Like I, I thought he was, he seemed like he he could have some merit until you. He's kind of just like, a, oops, a billionaire like lobbyist goon. Yeah, no, he's just a little snake in the grass. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I've been to the South Bend. I've been to South Bend. <laughs> that doesn't qualify you for I shit. I remember all the times you rode home from South Bend. <laughs> all right. <Spot> ass. <laughs> the the graffiti um, is everywhere. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so... It's just well, a tiny little shithole town. Look, you can be like, I was mayor here, and it's not quite as god-awful as it was before I started. It still got awful, but not as much. So now you should let me run the whole country. Get the fuck out of here. Let's uh, let's get off the politics, because we're not politics dudes anyways, and politics suck. Um, this is one that I feel like you'll have way more um, passion for. The rise okay. and fall of malls in America. Yeah, okay. So this is a video. I'm just playing it kind of like as background, you know. Um, 
while we talk about this, but this guy is just kind of doing like a little bit of a documentary on YouTube about what he perceives to be the rise and fall of, of his whole the American mall. So everyone knows his whole, I know, thing. I know it's very over the top and eccentric, but I'm, I'm uh, curious for, you know, um, you know, your personality go with that shirt collar there, buddy. You, you and I grew up, you know, in the heyday or maybe right after the heyday of going to the mall. Like the mall was probably even bigger right before you and I were like teenagers, you know? Um, I mean, it was when we were kids, it was huge. Yeah. It was absolutely. But huge. even before that, if you think like, but then, like, but that was right before the bubble burst. Right, like when when our mom was, you know, a teenager, the mall was probably like the thing to do because you didn't have social media. You know, it was like a mecca. It was the place where everything was at well, one was, place. When I was in high school, there was no social media. What? When yeah, I was in high true. school. The only internet that you used to talk to other people was like America Online. That's true. Or IRC. Um, and if you also remember what IRC was, then you're an old nerd like <laughs> me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, there was no Facebook. There was none of that. And there wasn't really online shopping right. the way there is now. So You can understand why it died. It wasn't even really, like, we didn't have cell phones. Right. Yeah, I remember making a plan with a friend from the landline. For, I'll meet you at this door of the mall at this time. And you would wait there, and even if they were like fifteen minutes late, you like you didn't know what to do. Like, do I, do I just go? Do I, you know, do I just go in? Do I keep waiting? There was no way for them to call and let you know if they got traffic somewhere or something. But anyway, um, so that was definitely what I used to do to hang out. Right. You know, the mall was that was the thing, and you'd see everyone else from school there in the same little clicks and all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so. Is it as easy as just online delivery? Is that why it died? I think a lot of things played into it. Um, I've read about it a little bit here and there. Um, one thing that happened is as malls were doing well, they had there was a type of financing set up for getting them built where companies would basically found this step in the process to go where you would secure the land and get the contract for building the mall and but for someone else who was going to own and operate it and you would just profit on getting the structure built and so there were all these companies that would that sprung up around getting that funding and on top of that they would get you know grants and allowances from the local areas and tax breaks and incentives and all this stuff to build there and then they would get it built, and then they would be out and on to the next one. And it didn't matter where they were or how close they were to other malls. And so because this was the whole business model for those type of companies, um, malls got radically overbuilt at the same time as the Internet grew in presence and cell phones you know, became more usable, became smarter and able to do more things. So now that everyone has Amazon in their pocket and Amazon has literally anything you can think of and it can keep your door within two days. And now you can, if you know what type of pants you already want, if you know what style and brand you like and your size, then why go try to find it? And when you can click two things on your phone and it shows up in two days, um, often for the same or even less money, you know, um, at the same time as that becomes a thing, as that grows into presence, malls are radically overbuilt. There's way too many. There's not enough stores to fill them. The stores that are in there aren't 
profiting because they're too close to other ones. There's just too many. Um, and then along with that, you know, you have the good malls and the bad malls, and then crime starts and things like that. So, um, and then these malls would become they would become bad for the areas around them if they were ones that were closer to poor communities. Uh, and then they would eventually go under and get closed. And then that would be even worse for the community surrounding it. Yeah. Cause then you've got this giant empty thing just sucking down the property value around it. And that's just this spiral. So, um, yeah, it's not just online shopping. There was some, some short sighted business practices and, uh, overbuilding and also a lot of a lot of short-sightedness on the part of local municipalities that gave allowances to those builders uh, and to those mall owners that you know because a lot of that money did not get put back into the community um, when it could have and could have maybe prevented some of the downturn that it caused yeah I hear you that ends that ends my mall <laughs> bubble rent. just from my own my own I say I didn't even know we were gonna stories i think it was only two story mall but what's that yeah i think it was when my wife and i first met and were dating in la we went to an italian science school um we would go to the, uh, the timeout arcade i loved the arcade i loved the good arcades are really hard to find now by the way they really are there's one in our area that is pretty dope um but other than that, I, I can't. It's also yeah. What's that? Which helps. It's also a bar, which yes, helps. It serves alcohol, so that is, and very good food, uh, like burgers and, and tots and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think my favorite part of the mall was World of Science and, and the arcade, but I'm curious what your favorite part of the mall was growing up. Oh, uh, the arcade and the record store. Oh, how can I forget the record store? Because I feel like the CDs, not records. At the time, yes. Yeah, it was like four-year entertainment time, yes. or whatever. We're, ta we're talking about mid-90s. Yeah. We're talking about like 1996. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the CDs was the thing. So that's the mall, man. Uh, the mall. I also like, I spent the most time at the mall when I had the least amount of money. Yeah. Spend on anything. Because in 1996, I'd go to the mall with like $15. Yeah. You know? <laughs> There were the CDs that cost sixteen. You're just like, ah, fuck, yeah. I can't get that. I got, I got to find one that's two dollars less. You had to get something. Yeah, didn't one of right? the, didn't one of those stores ha give out like little like, like, casino tokens, like, you know, like chips sort of things. Um, for, I don't know the arcade maybe. No, I feel like one of the record stores in the mall gave back those things as like store credit tokens along with your oh i don't know that's that would have been cool yeah. that sounds sounds cool yeah i, I vaguely so. remember that or maybe it was a place in la but i feel like it was definitely uh, one of the malls in in our area growing up they're closing down the hot the hollywood location of amoeba records oh really the other la location is going to stay open but that's a that shame, is though. That's uh, that's on my all-time favorite record store. Yeah, list. it's a great store. You've been there, right? Many, many times. Every time a tour would go through LA, I would, um, um, Eric often 
my boy Eric would uh, come scoop me up and we'd take a trip to Amoeba Records. Um, great, great location. When are they closing? Do you know? I don't. I don't recall. It's a, a thing I saw that, out of, you know. Maybe it won't happen. That would be ideal. That would but, be uh, ideal. All right. Yeah. Uh, next up, we're going to move on from malls. Um, I'm just curious if you've even heard of this thing, because they were doing a pretty heavy ad blitz. Have you heard of Queeby? It's like the the short-form content platform that's like designed for your mobile phone, but it's got like Hollywood stars and stuff, and it's a bunch of like 10- and 15-minute shows. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like 10 and 15. Okay, I don't mind short-form stuff like a lot for some things that make sense. Like a lot, a lot of the Adult Swim shows that I like yeah. were 10- and 11-minute episodes. And that makes sense for those particular shows because they're not story intensive. They're more just about like wacky, irreverent comedy. Right. So it's about like freak you out, surprise you, you know. Sure. So I, someone else um, described it really well of like, you know, punk rock shouldn't be 18 minutes long. Right. You know, totally. it's not prog music. Right. You know? and loud and fast yeah. and shocking. Yeah. So that's like the that stuff was cool, but uh, so but the besides what you just said, I haven't really heard of it. Okay. No. So apparently um, apparently this company Queeby um, yeah. They're they raised a bunch of money early on and you know, they had some really splashy advertising. So like their stuff all looked really slick, you know. Okay. And they had big stars. Yeah. Um, and apparently, the content like all sucks, and the reviews have been really bad. And after their initial ad blitz, oh where is it? Um, they dropped in the the app store because one of the most important things for a platform like that it's specifically it's literally if you look at it, it's everything's shown like vertically it's all for your phone so yeah no promises it's quick you know quicker bites smaller you know length of time but these big epic stories um so look at this this one survived look at this the drama thriller episode one eight minutes so it's an eight minute episode of a drama thriller? How much drama can you have in eight minutes? It's literally the opposite of what you were just saying. A drama yeah, thriller exactly. should not be an eight-minute episode. It should have some some story and some arc and some some suspense and some build. It's like having a three-minute mystery story. Yeah. Oh, we're here at the mansion. Someone's dead. It was the gardener. Damn, you're good. <laughs> so they raised $2 billion before they even launched and apparently you know they had an okay rating in the app store but then two weeks after launch their head of marketing quit and then the apps were widely critiqued and panned but i wanted to get to their where were their statistics they were talking about the the app that here we go the streaming app had a strong debut last week as the fourth most downloaded iphone app that's super critical for a platform that is is all about content on a mobile phone, right? But then it quickly fell in the rankings. So then it dropped out of the top 50, and now, as of the time this was written, it was 71st most popular in the App Store, which means it is now less popular than, obviously, Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Amazon Prime. That's obvious, right? 
but it's well, yeah. also ranked below an ASMR slicing app, the Calm Meditation app, and the Roku app that functions as a TV remote. Yikes. Yeah. Ouch. So it's not it's not going well. Um, and they, I mean, they just raised billions of dollars, and basically this article is just saying that's that's what happens when Hollywood is overvaluing uh, content and undervaluing community, you know, and, and they didn't do anything to, they even, um, they restricted people from being able to take screenshots of the content, like they built that into the app, but it's like if you want your new product and app to go viral and have everybody wanting to get the content that's on it, let people take screenshots, like who cares, you know, let them make memes from the content that's on your, like if that's the only way to get to watch this show survive, then let them be able to take a screenshot and make a stupid meme of it if there's something they, that actually appeals to them, you know? Like, don't keep no, fans... It's possible that if they enable it to... If they give it access for screenshots, they might be giving it access for screen recording, which means the content could be ripped. And yeah, but then it's still set. getting shared. They, they, they need people to want to see an episode or two that leaked and then go, oh, cool, I'm going to go get the free trial, and then it's five bucks. Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, it's not understandable. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like a very good idea, though. Well, it doesn't sound like it. I mean, you can see how how people could get romanced by the idea of it, you know? Because all the trends are saying people want shorter content. Their attention spans are less. So let's give them the feeling of a full show or a full movie in these tiny bites. And they, they're able to, you know, get it and get, you know, bleh. Like you could that see might have been true in February, right. but right now in this house we've got nothing but time. Give me a and documentary. Like, Give me Ken Burns. We watched, baby. we watched all twenty-one seasons of Law and Order SVU over here <laughs> since the lockdown started. Rocky. All right, and we've moved on to other shit since. All three seasons of Ozark. We're doing another lap of Parks and Rec now, but like, ah, oh, it, it's. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't agree at all. Like, I, I, if anything, you know, scroll Netflix forever, and there's never anything you actually want to watch on there. Yeah, uh, there needs to be more good stuff, and the good stuff needs to last longer. I go quality over quantity anytime. That's fair. So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that the thing they're trying to do is uh, a genius idea to begin with. Yeah, but you it sounds see, like you can see how people could get romanced into. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's a, it's a good it's a good two sentence idea. Yeah, it's a great that's a the difference of a great elevator pitch and then you know somebody who can't actually see it all the way through. Um, I I'd say that's probably poor leadership from the top. Okay, I want to challenge you with something because um, challenge me. I felt smart. Uh, yeah. That I that I knew the answer to this, but then I felt like okay. oh Josh will definitely be able to get this so. It's the, oh, it's on the now. impossible sum puzzle. They say 1% can solve this problem. You need to select three of the balls and place them in the circles such that the numbers on the balls have a sum of 30. Okay. Okay. That's it. That's all you got to do. Feel free. 
idea. You're doing the I'm math. looking. Doing the math. All right. Yeah, looking at the numbers. Yep. Do you want me to play more of the video? If you want to. Alright. I see what the it's just finding the right combination of numbers. Oh you're Oh, so you can use a number more than once. How can you use a, one of these numbers more than once? Only use three numbers and use three of the balls all at the same time. I don't know, man. All right, well, what was your solution? They say, Go they ahead. say only 1% of people uh, get this. And I looked at it because do you play a lot of pool or no? Uh, yeah, I play pool. So I don't play a lot of I'm not a good pool player. Um, I was in a band growing up that you were very familiar with where the drummer um, had a pool table and we would play pool sometimes in their basement because there was like eight people in the band so it would be easy to like have people break off and play. Um, and I was never very good. I didn't play very often. I'd, I'd watch other people play. And I always mixed up the numbers. So Okay. The first thing I thought was, oh, well, I would just turn the, the 9 over and make it a 6. And I would just do 6, 11, and 13, and that's 30. And apparently... That's stupid. Apparently. I thought this was a fun variation that's the I answer. to share. Pause the video if you'd like to give this problem a try. And when you're ready, keep watching. All right. That's not... That's not actually a problem. ...is that the balls have the same colors as billiard balls. Take a look at the green colored ball. We can orient it in three-dimensional space. In particular, you might know the trivia that the green colored ball in a standard set of billiard balls is the number six. We turn the nine upside down to get the even number six. We then solve the puzzle by adding the numbers 11 and 13. Six it's, plus eleven plus thirteen uh, is equal to thirty, and that's the answer to this puzzle. There's an important lesson: when a problem seems impossible, try changing your perspective. No, that's not the lesson. The say, lesson the here lesson is, is that good clickbait is to set up something as a math problem and turn it into like, oh, what's the matter? You're not a billiard expert as well. Derp, derp, derp. That's what you know. It's it's so stupid. Well, I thought the only reason I got it is because I suck at pool and that. I always mix they were nines or sixes. So I thought I only no. I was an idiot. Well, it's certainly a stupid puzzle. Well, then that probably makes sense why I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
last piece of what it's like you know can you solve this equation and like oh well it's it's unsolvable unless you're smart enough to turn the eight sideways and then it's at infinity and now it's well that's not the fucking equation you wrote you wrote an eight fuck you no they're squeezed together it's not like two it's more like they crossed in the middle so you should have gotten it it's like no no fuck you you made it about something else you made it about something. You're like, how good is your math knowledge? Right. And I'm like, oh, it's all a trick. It's like, that's just stupid. That's a parlor trick. That's not a puzzle. Well, so, either way. Uh, that might be that might be my opinion. I, I solved this puzzle. Might be my so, opinion. It is. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I might think that someday. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, if you ever got the puzzle, then you might not feel that. Okay, last uh, thing of what's new. Thieving band of children somehow steals 46 cars worth $1.1 million. Sounds like a Netflix special. Right? That's what I thought. I was like, why is this not a show? Yeah. So since March 17th, like this is this year, car dealerships in Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina, have been haunted by a string of break-ins that have resulted in the loss of dozens of vehicles reportedly worth a total of over $1 million. Like eleven, one point one million dollars. What were their methods? Uh, let's see. Group of nine. Did they literally just break into the dealership and take the keys. So nineteen children, between ages of nine and sixteen, were attributed for twenty separate heists at thirteen different dealerships. Let's see if it says how they did it. Have been targeted more than once during the crime spree. Left unsupervised at a dealership can do thousand dollars worth of damage. Juvenile break-ins. It's not getting into the specifics of how it happened. That's unfortunate. Break-in makes me think they broke into the dealership building and stole the keys. Yeah. Which, if there's enough of you running fast enough, you can do with a rock. Yeah, that's true. You can just brute force it. Yeah. Um, I just I, the first so. thing I thought was like that. If that should totally be a show, but if it's just a bunch of kids. Stammering in and rampaging. So how'd you kids get away with it? Well, somebody screamed "riot" and then we stole all the cars. Um, yeah, I, that, that's the kids got balls. I'll give them that. Yeah, I wish. Uh, I love that the headline used the word "thieving." You don't hear that word very often anymore. I like that though. Thieving. You normally only hear that in country music. Yeah. I wish. Thieving. Man, I wish it. They, I wish they said how it happened. Disappointing. The articles never tell you the thing they want, the, the thing you want them to. That's probably people just put headlines up quick with no information so they can have the first clicks. Yeah, such is life. Details, you know. Such is life. It's good man. reporting. It's good reporting. Well, that, those were the uh, majority of, uh, you know, of, of what's new that I had. <laughs> you threw one in too, with UFOs. Yeah. Aliens. UFOs, aliens, potato, tomato. <laughs> ah, you know, the Grim Reaper. You know what else is having a moment right now? It's uh, plexiglass. I feel like so many places all of a sudden are having like those. Like, you know what I mean? Did like, not think you were going to say that. <laughs> like having the, like. <laughs> Halfway down, 
thing. I miss the plexiglass spread in Vogue. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh uh, yeah, the 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 shield things yeah. at the uh, at the cash they register and all that. Yeah. Made of plexiglass. Yeah, probably. I bet those companies that make that stuff are doing great business. They're certainly having a boom. Look at look at who else is having a boom. Uh, you know, anyone who's making gear for at home content like this. So, uh, Elgato is like the best and really only reliable, um, you know, direct camera input for video streaming to kind of take a DSLR or whatever type of camera you want and just directly run it in as an input into your computer. Um, and they are sold out and they are price gouging. So if you try to go find those on eBay or Amazon, uh, they're charging like 600 uh, I'm crazy. using a uh, I'm using a Blackmagic mini recorder, um, yeah. which is uh, this one has a Thunderbolt connection for Mac PCs, but on the other side is an HDMI input and an SDI input with a BNC connector, uh, so you can accept any anything you can plug into that as an input source, whether it be you know uh, a video display or a camera. I'm using a GoPro to record these and to do the Twitch channel. Does that work um, instantly, or do you need to install drivers for uh, your computer to be able to recognize it? You have to install the Blackmagic driver, you know, just for the box, um, which is takes two minutes, and then it works from then on. Well, literally, whatever you plug in, it just reads. That's the Ultra so. Studio or whatever it is? Uh, Blackmagic Ultra... Mini recorder, yeah, Ultra Studio Mini recorder. That's yeah. it. That's the one. People should use those. I, highly... I don't know why. I wonder if uh, they're available on Amazon. Uh, yep, they're available on Amazon. Some were a little back ordered. I think I got mine from B and H. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there you it took go, a week guys. or so for the show, but I got it. Need, but uh, yeah, I would, I would recommend that personally. If you need gear, that's the gear to get. Good stuff. Good stuff. We had wild stuff. I love browsing Amazon. It's uh, <laughs> Amazon. It's definitely dangerous for sure. I find so we've had a new routine around here. Yeah. You know, used to be both of us get up when the baby gets up, and we try and get you know if the baby wasn't up yet, and I had to get up to get going for work, I would get up first. But then we'd be we'd all be up soon. And we'd have an hour or two before work, and we'd be at work, and then we'd pick him up and have a couple hours after, you know, before dinner, or before the kid went to bed after work, and that was it. And now we're both here. We're all here all day. So I'm an early riser naturally. My wife likes to sleep in. So the new routine around here is uh, when the baby gets up in the morning, she'll feed him quick, and then I'll come downstairs with them, and we'll hang out and have, you know, some morning time, his first nap and all that stuff, and she'll get a little more sleep um she likes that a lot more than i do <laughs> and yep and then we get into the rest of the day so i have that time in the morning like before his first nap after he's eaten his fruit and yogurt um yes i'm talking about you hi the baby playing right over there looking at me staring at me looking at what are all those cables dad so i'll have that time where he's like in his play stand and there's little kid show on the tv on my phone and that is the time when i'm really susceptible to impulse purchases yeah i'm seeing it now like that's when 
Yeah, <laughs> that's why when she's not there, we need to be on the couch, kind of like. Mm. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're at that point in our relationship when now she's like, what are you looking at on your phone that I'm trying to hide? And it's like, oh, it's a pair of pants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's expensive pants. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's just the time when an ad can pop up. And I don't know why, but that I'm in that frame of mind where you can click on it yeah. and you can kind of go like, oh, that's neat. Yeah, I, uh, like, oh, that'd be, well, that's not that much. You know, I don't I don't do it. I have to check myself. But, you know, every now and again, one slips past the goalie. I think lately it's been. Excellent. No, you don't need to put parental locks on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> not doing that. Sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Lately, it's been extra <laughs> difficult because, um, you know, I, I got the, the new computer and, you know, you always need. Oh, well, you got to get that. Oh, yeah, I should probably get that. And, oh, OK, well, I need, need one of those. And, you know, like it all just it's all too easy starts with just looking for a longer display port cable and ends up you know um... yeah when you have a one thing you know, when you have a one new thing that has a lot of accessories available yeah, yeah I, I definitely go down uh, you know start making lists of things like oh that's a neat idea that's a neat idea I'm like that whenever I get a new car yeah exactly same way when I got my car I started looking up what specific things do they make for this the interior right. of this I wound up purchasing none of them but uh it was fun to look I at did buy, i did cave i understand the mental list. i did cave and buy a controller for the computer like a game controller because ah cool um, you know like I, keyboard i don't know how I pc gamers yeah, do it yeah. like i can't i've always been a console guy you know that i've never been a pc gamer but just because i have a pc doesn't mean i have to do like a keyboard so i got the cyberpunk 2077 controller oh, which nice. you want to see it I mean, you're just a little thumbnail right now, but sure. It's pretty dope. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it's got, like, scratches and stuff. That's cool. And, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, awesome. And it's weird, because now, you know, like, to be able to play monitor, but on the PC, but, like, with an Xbox controller, and it just, it just immediately synced right to it. Like, that's pretty convenient, yeah. you know? Like, I'm not see more than I thought I would, which is interesting for me to say as somebody who loves Apple so much. Like, I won't get, I won't switch to an Android. <laughs> I still have both. You know, like, I still love the iPhone, um, but I'm very, very happy with the PC decision. But hey, it's it's good to have both, man. It really is they nice both. to have both, right. to be able to kind of jump between, you know, and lean into the it's strengths of one or the other. Android, too. I love my iPhones. It's the nicest phone to hold in your hand, and everything works great. They're very stable and shiny and all that, and I love it. Right. Um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed my Android phones too. The ability to BitTorrent a song right to my phone, go into a you know a browser of the folders of the hard drive on my phone, and just play it is awesome. It's pretty cool. I'll you know, give you that for you sure. Do that while walking around. Yeah. So. You could do that with a movie. You could BitTorrent any movie or TV show you want to watch and then just play it right there like it's a computer. And that that is awesome. So I uh, I, I I don't I don't hate on Android. No, why would you? I mean they're they're cool devices too. I just I'm still uh, very particular to liking the, the iPhone and the, the Apple Watch, although admittedly I haven't been wearing the Apple Watch really at all for a while now. I haven't been wearing it while we've been at home. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not like, going out much. So I don't need to do it very much. Yeah. 
if I do go out, you know, I, I mainly wear it when I go out because I just feel like my wrist looks weird without a watch on it now. Yeah. I've worn a watch of one kind or another for so many years that, you know, left wrist just feels a little naked. Feels naked, and I feel weird. Like, I feel like it looks kind of fat, which it's not. I don't have fat wrists, but I just, I'm so used to seeing something around it that kind of sets like a, a barrier that now that there's not. You got me checking my wrists and hands now. I do sort of have just uh, kind of fat. My left wrist looks kind I of got fat. Kind of beefy hands. My wrists aren't bad, but my hands are my hands are pretty beefy. Beefy. Those hands are on whack. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting note to leave it on. <laughs> <laughs> hands on whack. Uh, Can this episode be called that? Rose knows hands on whack. Hands on whack, man. <laughs> been another another cool week uh going live thank you guys for checking us out you're probably if you haven't already noticed it but you'll probably be getting a facebook invite from our quick little facebook page we threw up uh regurgitated all over the facebook so thanks again for joining us trying to entertain ourselves as much as anybody else who's interested and uh, mostly ourselves, because you know we we 